Welcome to the Three Takes Podcast. This is episode three. I'm Javier. I'm here with my guy, Scott. What's going on, Scott? Javi, living the dream. How are you doing? I'm good, good. Uh, just busy, tired. Just got home from the gym. Um, the mm-hmm. pod can be uh, seen or heard on pretty much every podcast platform you can imagine. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever your, your favorite podcast platforms at. Give us a listen. Wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah. Great subscribe goodbye. rate review give us a follow on twitter at three takes podcast on twitter um send your questions any type of topic we will discuss it we had a little bit of a banter between kobe Bryant's legacy the other day so we're here to talk any type of sports yeah anything curling badminton okay um, maybe not every sport you know i i'm really i'm down for anything I'm not talking curling. Just, I mean, just act like you're not watching curling in the Winter Olympics. That's it. Once the figure skating is done, what are you really legitimately watching besides curling? Nothing, honestly. Yeah, I, it's, it's the thing. It's curling or bust. It's curling or bust in the Winter Olympics, my man. Curling or bust. Curling or bust it is. Uh, so we've had a pretty eventful first two days of the week this week. Uh, Bryce Harper is busted for tampering. Allegedly. Uh, he wants Mike Trout to be there in the 2020 season for the Phillies. What do you, what do you make of the tampering, Scott? You're the, well, you're the resident not, it, Philly fan, so. Yeah. Oh, really? You think that? Okay. Um, it's not technically tampering. Like, tampering is if the team were discussing terms. <laughs> like, if the team called up his agent and said, look, my name's John Middleton. I have stupid money, as you may have heard. And if you just hold on for two more years and become a free agent, I will give you $400 million. That's tampering. Don't sign any extension with the Magic Johnson as a member of the Lakers front office talking to whoever, that's tampering. Bryce Harper saying like, yeah, I'm going to call him. That's not actually tampering. It's just something the league doesn't want to have happen. You know, they don't want to be the NBA. They don't want to be clutch sports. They don't want any of that kind of stuff. They just want to, you know, do business as usual. They don't want to hear. The last thing they want is to have their biggest star distracted for an entire, for two years of rumors of, oh, you're going to Philly. You know, it's been in Philly. Like, it, it's not a new thing, Trout coming to Philly. I mean, every time he shows up at an Eagles game, I'm sure every fan that can, within an earshot of him, is talking about comedy. That's not new, but outside of Philly, you know, they're, they're, they want to keep it contained to the Delaware Valley. That, that's really yeah. what they want that to be. And the more Bryce Harper talks about it, the more it becomes national news. You know, that's, that's bad for the league. And it's just something they don't want. And I, and I, I actually personally agree with that. I love that he said it. You know, I yeah. love that he, he's in. You know, that's the kind of thing that's going to endear him to the fan base. You know, like that's why he came here. He said he came here to win. He wanted, you know, no, no opt-outs. He wanted to come here to win, and he wanted to recruit people to come to Philly. So the first two things he did as a member of the Philly, even before the deal was signed, he was recruiting Le'Veon Bell to the Eagles. Yeah, he's been he's, <laughs> he he's sneaking in his DMs. Okay, <laughs> like that, and, and, and then, you know, during the press conference talking about Mike Trout, and then does it again afterwards. I mean, that's, you know, that's Philly. That's that's the thing that's going to endear you to a, to a fan base if you're talking about that. So I I mean I hope it's that that it's it's just him trying to you know get off on the on the right start. 
which he objectively did. I, I don't know if you watched any of that press conference on Saturday, but that was probably the best introductory press conference I have ever seen. Yeah, he's been any player. I mean, like you're just sitting there as a, if you're from Philly, if you're a Philly fan and you're just a fan of all of Philly sports and you're listening to him just talk about how he wants his kids to be able to say they're from Philly and how he just wants to win here, like, you know, um, through all the, the bumps and bruises, like he said, you know, you're just getting chills. Be like, man, this, this dude's a Philly guy now. Yeah. You know, that's just, uh, it, it, was, it was fun to watch. Um, but now it's time for baseball. You know, we got to get him. He's, he's in spring training. He's taking live BP. He, he crushed a home run to center off of Zach Eflin earlier today. Yeah, uh, I saw that. You know, he's, he's, he's doing his thing. Um, and, and then Saturday, he's going to DH against the Blue Jays, and we're going to finally see him in a uniform playing baseball for the Philadelphia Phillies for the first time over the next 13 years. So <laughs> that's really what it's about because no matter how much you want Mike Trout to be part of the team, he's not a free agent for two years. There are two whole opportunities for the Phillies to contend for a World Series over the next couple of years, and they are actually legitimate contenders. It's not like Bryce Harper signed like right on the upswing, like right as they're just starting the rebuild, like everything that they put together with Gene Segura, JT Real Muto, um, Andrew McCutcheon, you know, everything that they've put in this lineup, they can contend over the next two years. So, I mean, I guess the best case scenario is that they win one in the next couple of years and then go get Mike Trout. Yeah. <laughs> that's really where, <laughs> that's the scenario I'd rather have. Bryce but, is, uh, Bryce is going to bring a title back to DC. I mean, Philly. So sure, um, <laughs> you latch onto that. Go ahead and latch onto that. No, I, I mean I I knew what he I knew what he meant. I mean, think about it. he's been in DC for how long? Of course, it's gonna it happens. It's kind of like yeah. you writing 2018 a couple days after the new year. You know what I mean? It's just a habit, right? So, yeah. Um, but he's he's from what I read just now, um, he's probably protected in this whole quote unquote tampering thing because the way he said it, he said, yeah, I would have talks with Mike Trout in 2020. He's, he didn't say he's actively pursuing him now he said in 2020 the way he said st- with, with his statement the angels are trying to pursue some type of tampering thing there i don't think anything comes of it but well it I is mean, funny I just it's, to stop. it's good though for baseball though to have this kind of stuff like hey look we can build a dream team in philly or we can you know we can d- put something together it's good for baseball to have this type type of commentary before the season starts baseball needs yeah. it they, they need good. yeah they need to be in the headlines that's for sure but the angels I mean, the Angels don't want to hear it. Of course not. You know, they don't want to be a, a lame duck for, for Mike Trout. I mean, they're still, you know, they've got pride. Well, the Angels, <laughs> Angels should spend some money and put some players around him so the Angels can make the damn playoffs. I mean, the Angels spend money. I mean, they take risks. They, they, they you know, they, they got Pujols. Uh, they got... <laughs> um, Pujols was Josh, 10 years they, ago. They, I know, they got Josh Hamilton. <laughs> you know, 10 they years got, ago. It's not like... That wasn't 10 years ago. Um. I mean, it's not. They've spent money uh, of the of, of all the teams, and we've talked about this on, on other episodes. Of all the teams in baseball that just don't spend money, the Angels are not one of them. The Angels have spent money. Yeah. They just can't do anything else. You know, they can't actually. They can't develop. They can't draft. You know, they drafted Trout. That's about it. But uh, you know, that's but he was a home run prospect. Like that was pretty. Sure. Good I mean, that's there's not. Um, you know, it, it was an easy decision, but. You know, they just they just haven't been able to do it at the minor league level to match what they want to do. I mean, if they've been able to recruit uh, and or not recruit, but, it, you know, develop players at the minor league level to bring them up to be everyday major league players, um, 
like they've done with, uh, I mean, even going and get Otani from, from overseas and being a two-way player, like just that kind of experiment. I mean, that's, that's you know, the Angels are trying to win. They're just bad at it. Yeah. They, I don't think they're, if they lose Trout, then, you know, they're going to, they, the Miners will just let everybody go and start over. That's that's the big piece. And Otani, yeah. he, uh, he surprised me. I, you know, I always have my doubts with guys who come overseas, but he, he played pretty well last year. Um, until he got was, hurt. Yeah, until he got hurt. That's, and that's the thing. Like, as much as I – And they gave him rookie of the year. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, look, A for effort. Rookie of the year for effort kind of thing. He, he, he tried to be a two-way player, um, which you just don't see. And you haven't seen in 100 years. Should have been Gleyber Torres. I'm just saying. Should have been like, what? It's fine. He should have been rookie uh, of the year. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. You can agree rookie there. The, like, does rookie of the year really mean that much? In to the Ben Simmons, it does. To Ben, that's. I'm talking baseball. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I got a man sport right now. Baseball. Oh, baseball. Well, um, I I know I was pulling for Glaber, obviously because I'm a Yankee fan. But it was just like, come on, the guy. What shot? You were pulling for a Yankee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but okay. I'm not. I'm I'm objective. If there's guys that I think are yeah. better than the Yankees, totally objective. Thing to be playing for a Yankee, or that it's I, I, it's just not. I, as much as I'd love to see Otani be able to continue being a pitcher uh, and a and a fielder, which he did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, on both sides, you could argue he was a better pitcher um, than he was a fielder, but he he yeah. did well at the plate. You know, it was it was pretty good. It's just not. Uh, it's not sustainable in the current major leagues. It's just too much of a strain on your body. There's a reason that they don't do it. You know, it, it's yeah. not like uh, it's not like somebody hasn't wanted to. Rick Ankiel, you know, came up as a pitcher, was a decent hitter at the plate, but decided he wanted to go into the field. He had to go all the way back down to the minors just to, you know, get better at, at being an outfielder in order to come back up as a as a, a legitimate fielder. Um, he's going to, Otani's going to do it as long as he can. Um, but at some point it's going to just, the injuries are going to pile up. He's going to get Tommy John. He's going to, you know, he's just, it's not going to, it's not going to work. It's too grueling on your body over 162 games. Yeah. Which should be shortened. We talked about that last time. Right. Um, well, enough about Bryce Harper and tampering. Uh, apparently the Steelers are committed to moving Antonio Brown by Friday. Um, they've called around the league, told other other teams, hey, look, put your best offer forward. We want to get this done by Friday. Part of that is because the March 17th deadline on Antonio Brown's $2.5 million uh, yeah. roster bonus. Um, it, it's crazy that it's gotten to this point that he's, he's, he's going to be traded. Um, we kind of saw it coming, but it's just still one of those things. Like, yeah. Could you imagine you know, Jerry Rice just being traded during his – peak with montana or Steve. i can't Brown. imagine jerry rice doing some of the stuff that ab has done in true in, but that's in also the wake a, of his his uh his grievances as as you will i don't know if you saw the espn piece uh earlier this week but you know it's it's uh how he said he doesn't need football football needs him that's uh, i think that that might have been the worst line he said because we've look calvin johnson retired yeah. you know early 
uh, Chattel Ochocinco, he's out of the league. T.O. was pushed out of the league. Like, the league goes on without you. They will find someone else. There's guys in this league, Michael Thomas, for example. He's young, up, up and coming. You still got Mike Evans. You still got Julio Jones. You still got Odell Beckham. You know, I'll be biased here. Dante Pettis could be a really good wide receiver. You got um, Doug Baldwin. There's plenty of wide receivers in the NFL. It'll go on without you. He had that mm-hmm. sort of, like, attitude when he was talking. Like, I'm like, bro, relax. Right. We get it. You don't like – how you're treated in Pittsburgh and, and Big Ben should be held accountable more. But unfortunately, that's just the way the league works. Quarterbacks are priority. And with Big Ben having two titles, things like that, he gets a pass. He shouldn't get a pass, but he gets that pass. Well, he gets a pass with the Steelers outside yeah, well, of that. Well, even the Steeler, no, even Steeler, that, Steeler Nation out there, they're, they're kind of getting sick of Ben's, you know, quote unquote antics as well. Cause he's, he's just as bad. You know, how do you quit on your team against Oakland? If you win that game against Oakland, you're in the playoffs. You throw an interception against Denver. You don't throw that pick to a defensive tackle. You win that game. You know, that's two wins right there. You're, you're 10 and 10, five. Look, and one. Ben does things that no one else does. Okay. That, that is both good and the bad. All right. He throws touchdowns that no one else can throw, and he throws interceptions that no one else can throw. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he could throw an interception to a kicker, he'd find a way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Antonio. I mean, and if Antonio Brown ends up in Oakland, which all signs are pointing to Oakland being the favorite, who's the who's the quarterback? Is Derek Carr gonna be traded? Are they gonna take Kyler Murray? We'll talk about Kyler Murray later on, but are they going to take a quarterback in this draft? Are they going to trade Derek Carlin? All the rumors are pointing to Kyler Murray and John Gruden. They like each other, and John Gruden has a crush on Kyler Murray. And Derek, Derek Carr was almost traded last year during the deadline when Amari Cooper was traded, likely to the Giants was the, was the terms from what I found. Um, so who, who's, throwing, who's throwing A.B. the ball? Larry Fitzgerald had a good quote. You know, you don't know how good you have it. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing you the ball. You know, just shut up and play ball. That's that's Larry Fitzgerald. But Larry yeah. Fitzgerald's always been a good soldier. He's he's played with some of the worst quarterbacks, and then he we saw him at his best with Carson Palmer. So and Kurt Warner, but yeah. in between Kurt Warner I mean, and Carson yeah. Palmer, he had no one. Antonio Brown doesn't know any different. He's always had Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's been his entire yeah. existence in the NFL. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald has seen. You know, he's had Kurt Warner. He's had Matt Liner. Yeah. You know, he's and and everything in between. And, uh, you know, he, he, so he definitely knows the difference and, you know, Derek Carr, if he, if Derek Carr does end up staying, I mean, if, if the Steelers could do AB for Carr straight up, that's probably the best deal they could conceivably get. Yeah. If that's you... really the, the route that, that Oakland wants to take. And then, you know, they have the Steelers have another option potentially for a, a uh, quarterback once Roethlisberger once he decides he's done, you know, we've yeah. decided he's been done for a couple of years now, but he's still, you know, he's still just, he's still just there. You know, he, he's on the other side of the minivan now. Yeah. But you know, it, it's uh, but Antonio Brown's, he's going to figure out like how good he's had it um, with a hall of fame quarterback. There's a difference being a wide receiver. You can be wide open in the NFL and still not get hit if you don't have the right quarterback, you know, like he, he can, he can say he wants a better ball all he wants, Mr. Big chest, but you know, sometimes it's just not out there. Yeah. No, I mean, in that particular play, when he's saying he wants a better ball on that play, 
he had a, uh, I guess it was just a quick slant route in the end zone, and the defensive tackle dropped into coverage. That's on Big Ben to recognize that. That's not on Antonio Brown. So for Big Ben to go on the show Monday morning saying Antonio Brown needs to run a better route, he, the way the route was designed and the play was designed, there's no way Antonio Brown is going to run underneath a defensive tackle from where he is at. So for him to throw him under the bus is nonsense. Um, to your point about AB for Carr straight up, can the Steelers afford that because they're going to take that cap hit of $21 million and add on the $25 million that Derek Carr is getting? So then you have, then mm-hmm. you look at it. You're like, whoa, where's where are they going to put their money at? Yeah, Derek Carr for AB would be a great swap because the Steelers need to move on from Big Ben here in the next two seasons, maybe yeah. two. And Derek Carr is still rather young. He, you know, it may benefit him to leave Oakland, get out of Oakland. We see guys who leave Oakland, Oakland play better outside of Oakland. I don't know what it is with Oakland, but Oakland's a dumpster fire. Just, I don't know they, what they're been, doing. They're, they've been worse than the Browns, and no one ever talks about it. They are statistically worse than the Browns the last 20 years. Yeah, I, it's, um, it's, it's shocking. The, the, I mean, the, the difference is the Raiders will throw in a good season here and there. The, the Browns just consistently will get a little better, but their, their, their ceiling has never really been a winning team. Yeah, uh, you know the, the the Raiders will throw in a Super Bowl appearance every now and then, or a playoff appearance every now and then, and make you think, "Hey, the Raiders are 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 uh, are up and coming." But then they're like, "Nah, nah, yeah. they're the Raiders." Yeah, I mean, they, they the Browns like, have yet the Browns have yet to do that. So that's that's the that's the reason why they 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 have the reputations that they have. Yeah, I mean, I'll give the Browns some credit. They they did they did look really good once they got rid of Hugh Jackson and just change a few things. The Raiders, they've been to one playoff appearance in the last 17 seasons, whatever. Yeah, I think it's 17 years. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, like, come on. Um, but Antonio Brown going to the Raiders sounds like it's going to be a done deal unless someone else hops in there. Uh, Ian Rapport, Adam Schefter, said there's three other teams have jumped in the last 48 hours. The Jets and the Cardinals are out. I mean, so the only other – what are the Steelers going to walk away with? You trade Antonio Brown to the, to the Raiders. You get rid of the headache, but what do you walk away with? The, if the Raiders are offering pick 27, that's, that's great compensation for a guy who's 31 and you just go get yourself a new wide receiver at pick mm-hmm. 27 because this draft has a lot of wide receivers from Hakeem Butler to Riley Ridley. Um, you got DK Metcalf from Ole Miss, A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State. There's there's so many wide receivers. They could they could find one. They have no problem finding talent at the wide receiver position. We've seen them no, do that. Not. So or they go find the quarterback of their future at pick 27 because they're picking at 24 already. So they can go get whatever it is they may need there, safety, which is a big need for them, or a corner, and then just go get a quarterback later in the first round. So that's something that they can do, or mm-hmm. package that for two first and move up and do something. You know, it, it would be beneficial for them to get a first, but I don't, I don't think the Raiders are giving a first. I mean, if they give them 30, pick thirty-five from the the Raiders to the Steelers for for Antonio, that's actually a really good compensation as well because yeah. that that's that's a high second round pick. It's basically a first rounder. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, Antonio Brown. You know, the grass is not always greener on the other side, and you know, I, I get it. You're frustrated with Big Ben, and you know, being thrown under the bus, and this that, and the third, but. 
I mean, you know, is, even that the, a, is that a cautionary tale for any team like the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders obviously fear no consequence. That's kind of been their MO for, for a long time. But is that is that something that gives you pause as a team that might potentially trade for him? Like, this is how he's acting with one of the winningest franchises in the history of the sport. And he's doing it because he is getting a little bit of grief in, you know, team meetings and he might be getting thrown under the bus a little bit, which objectively, you know, there are worse things that can happen to you as a, as a professional athlete, you know, for somebody that wants the money, it's, it's always hard for me to kind of, um, you know, really have a lot of sympathy for players that want the money, want the fame, want the notoriety, want to have the respect of being one of the top players in the game, but then, you know, just break down when it comes to the negative stuff, because there's always negatives that come with all of that. You know, there's, there's, there's scrutiny. There's uh, and, and even as a wide receiver, you know, you're never going to have the, uh, the blame's never going to be on you for losses. It's on the quarterback. You see, when you talk about the quarterback getting special treatment, yes, because the quarterback gets the drawback when that kind of thing happens. When the, when the team fails to make the playoffs, you know, that's not going to fall on a wide receiver who's being quiet. You know, if Antonio Brown's not throwing Gatorade jugs and, you know, missing practices and not showing up for um, team meetings and things like that, you know, that, that makes him the story. But if he was just doing his thing and not, you know, having the reactions that he's been having, no one's blaming him for the Steelers not making the playoffs last year. That that's going to go on Ben. That's going to go on Tomlin. You know, they're the guys that stand to 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 take that. Um, you know, and and that's I, I just they think that's the thing that that Antonio Brown doesn't understand. He wants to have the notoriety of a quarterback, but at the same time, he's not going to face the same type of scrutiny that a quarterback does, and he doesn't want yeah. to. You know, he he just kind of want he wants the good stuff without the bad, and that's just not the way it works. Yeah, and you know, Mike Florio of PFT had a good point. He's like, you know, with all Antonio's with everything Antonio is doing and saying about Big Ben, no one's come to Big Ben's defense. No one, nor, nor should they. There's, so there's I mean, nothing. I mean, we got it. We have to look at that. I, I, I'm on. I'm 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 on Team AB for this one. You know, I I get it. He shouldn't be doing all that stuff in in the media. But at the same time, it is, it's time for Big Ben to be held accountable. We talked about it last time. They need to hold him accountable, as accountable as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's got to stop with that, throw, you know, throwing yeah. guys under the bus. And even ownership saying, oh, well, he's, you know, he's the elder statesman and these are his kids. No, these are grown men. No one's, calling me, no, one's yeah. telling me, no one's calling me their kid other than my father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. <laughs> there, there's, there's no real good guys in this situation. No. That that's not uh, my my criticism of Antonio Brown should not be taken as defense for Ben Roethlisberger, you know. Like that's um, you know he's he's doing what he can to try to preserve his legacy, um, you know, and 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 not take on that blame, you know. And I I I want to give Ben a little bit of credit um, for trying to be better yeah. than the way he started out, you know, with uh, the things that he was accused of, um, which were horrendous and and worse than anything Antonio Brown is doing right now um and he's made a concerted effort to be better at this point and whether you think that is deserving of forgiveness that's completely up to you uh I'm not advocating one way or another um but I you know it's 
he's deciding where he wants to be at the end of his career. He knows this time is, is, is nigh. Uh, he's only got maybe one or two more chances at it. So he's, you know, trying to go out on his own terms and it's, it's, yeah. it, he's coming up short. It's not, it's, it's thinly veiled. It's not really, no one's falling for it. No. Um, but it's, it's just, it's bad. It's, it's a bad situation in Pittsburgh. I don't know where they go. They're losing Le'Veon Bell. They're losing Antonio Brown. Yeah. I mean, but they, I mean, you can talk about Connor that, that are good contributors. I'm sure they will be in the mix. It's not, you know, it's not like um, anybody in, the, the AFC North is really um, poised or, or super ready to take their their uh, their reign as the, as the the kings of that division. You know the, the you Browns can say that, are coming. The Browns are coming. Um, they're coming. I will believe it when I see it. Um, just, they're <laughs> I, coming. I, I <laughs> look. You can you can ride the Browns. You can ride the Kings all you want. You damn right. <laughs> I'm gonna ride the underdogs oh, this year. Ride the underdogs. That's fine. If it happens, you can you can claim all of the the credit on that front if you want to. Uh, you can go ahead and take that risk. I am fine where I am. <laughs> I am good. All right, but you know the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, can he do it again no. in year two? Who knows? Um, Cincinnati, they might be ready to move on from Andy Dalton. That's What's never a, a recipe for success when you're not sure if you're going to stick with your current quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's I, I guess you could say it's happening at a at a okay time if you're gonna fall apart if you're the Steelers that you know you might still be able to compete in that division. Um, but man, I don't you know, I've been following the Steelers for about 10, 11 years now. My wife's from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um she uh and she's as diehard a Steeler fan as you can possibly be. So I've been um following along for a long time and this is about as bad as i've seen it yeah in uh, in those 11 years so um it's it's hard to say where they go from here you know like it, it how do you how do you recover can you just move on and be like all right you know we've got juju we've got connor uh we'll see what's left in the tank for for ben um but they don't have you know a aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings no not at all you know they don't have a, a or or they're not in a draft position for an Andrew Luck, you know, to come and save them, um, it, things could get dark pretty quick in Pittsburgh. And that's the NFL. The NFL, it, it can go from really high to really low really fast. And we mm-hmm. saw it, you know, we saw it with the 49ers, for example. You lose your, you lose your head coach, you lose your quarterback, you, lose your, you get injured, and then you're in the dumps. So, How old is Tommy Maddox? I think, you know. He, Tommy Mr. Maddox? Mr. XFL. He's – He's patiently waited in the wings. Roethlisberger took his job in 2004. <laughs> he's been waiting and waiting and waiting. Is he is he ready to take his job back? He's 47. He I don't I don't. Did he test Verde? Yeah, there's no way. Test Verde. Who's still out there? I don't know. Oh man, they they the Steelers will figure something out. They're they're not they're a well run organization. They'll figure it out. But enough with AB. Let's get to another uh, football discussion here. I guess football and baseball. Kyler Murray goes from a two-sport athlete to now being talked about as the number one pick in the NFL draft. Where do you stand on Kyler? 
where do you where do you stand on Kyler? Is my is my question. I don't I don't know. Like I I don't know if I've ever seen a person's um, trajectory be so uncertain over such a short period of time after doing nothing. Like he went from being the next Bo Jackson to now. Okay, I'm going to be a quarterback. I'm going to wait. I'm too small, but I'm still going to get picked number one because I measured five ten. Because I'm 5'10 and a little bit because I've got shoes on. But if yeah. I take my shoes off, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't. I literally have no idea what to what to think here. And and you know, it, are are the Cardinals shopping Josh Rosen? I don't know. There's conflicting reports. I, I don't know if they're actually doing it. Would they? Should they? I mean, you spend a high pick on a quarterback that you, you traded up for. Right? That you traded up for. Are you really going to go the next year with the number one overall pick in, in maybe the deepest edge rusher draft that there ever will be? Yeah, in the last 10 years, it's, this is probably the deepest it's ever been. Um, right. With the Kyler Murray stuff, he's 5'10", and I don't believe it because he's got about two inches of hair on the top of his head. If he's 5'10", I am 6'3". Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to fathom because when you, when you look at – Baker Mayfield standing next to him or even Lincoln Riley standing next to him. He does not look 5'10", but whatever. If he measured in a 5'10", he measured in a 5'10". Okay. So the Cardinals are considering taking – the rumor started because of a Cliff Kingsbury video where he said, yeah, I would, if I was an NFL coach, I would take Kyle Murray number one. Oh, now look, the Cardinals are number one pick and Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach. I'm of the belief that this is all smoke and mirrors. I don't think they're taking Kyle Murray one at all. Um, I don't. You can't show me on film where Josh Rosen can't make the same throws as Kyler Murray can in the air raid offense. Kyler Murray can move around a lot better, yes. But if you look at anything Texas Tech did, they didn't run the they didn't run around like that. They didn't have their quarterback running all over the place. That wasn't something part of their their offense that these experts keep talking about. They didn't do that. So Kyler Murray, yeah, he may Kyler Murray would fit just about anybody's offense. So they can they can miss me with the whole air raid and, thing. And the yeah, and the running the running aspect of a quarterback is such an afterthought now. It was a huge thing in like the early two thousands, you know, with Michael Vick, and you know to an extent like you know, Vince Young and um, some of these guys coming out that could move and and even Colin Kaepernick, you know, he he could he could run and and pass just as bad as well as anybody. But you know, you you look at these guys now. And they're doing it with their arms. You know, they, can they run? Sure. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes did it with his arm last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Russell Wilson, he can move. He's, he's, he's a mobile quarterback. He can, he can do it when he has to. He's the smartest quarterback in the league. Yeah, you know, I think so. He, you know, just because they're capable of doing it, they're not, you know, that, that, that label of a running quarterback is just not what it used to be because it was proven that, you can only run so much as a quarterback. You know, you had one good year out of RG3 uh, yeah. trying to run a, 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 a spread-type offense. Uh, people thought Mariota was going to be that guy. You he know, doesn't he run very often anymore at all. He doesn't run at all. You know, it's not it's, – it's just um, – it's an afterthought. So every time they come in, this, this uh, the next quarterback coming out of the draft that's going to be the running quarterback yeah. or the mobile quarterback – you know, it, it's it's so much more than that. It's it's you've got to be able to do it with your head. And I don't know if you saw 
this is one person's report, so we're going to take it at that. But Charlie Casserly uh, reported that that he had talked to a few GMs who had talked to uh, Kyler Murray, who is not actually working out at the combine, as far as I have seen. He's he's probably he didn't work out. No, he's there. Um, but he, he's quoted as saying, "These were the worst comments I ever got on a top-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time." Uh, Castle is 70 years old, so it's a long time is really a long time. Yeah. Uh, leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. The board work, below not good. Not good at all of those areas, raising major concerns about what this guy is going to do. I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, the, yeah, it's one guy saying it, so yeah, you know, there's, there's that. And it's, it's, it's Casterly. Charlie Casterly is probably one of the worst GMs to ever run a team. He was the one who selected uh, David Carr and never put anything around him. And David Carr got sacked like 62 times his rookie season. And when Bill Belichick is candid about someone, Bill Belichick's on record. He said, who's been wrong more than Charlie Casterly since he left the Redskins? His percentage is like a meteorologist. Belichick said during his <laughs> weekly spot on WEEI radio, he has no relationship to this team. I'd say less than zero based on what he's never at practice, never at a game. At least he puts his name on it, which is more than a lot of guys. But like he usually is, he's was a hundred percent wrong. When Bill Belichick says something like that, well, I'm not taking I, anything. Charlie Castle, says seriously. And then the yeah, agent, I, I mean, Murray said I'll say this too, to, to, to Castle's credit. He was the guy that picked Mario Williams over Reggie Bush. I'll give him that. Immediately got fired. <laughs> for doing that <laughs> but, he, but he was he he so, picked, he picked I mean, the right player he, he picked the right player so yeah. he's not he's he's got one he's not completely over i mean for no, life no disrespect to reggie bush but he was never the usc reggie bush in new orleans but that's that's different no, he was not uh, the guy that uh that you know he was not the next gale sayers but the, the thing with kyler you know they're like well he could make more money playing baseball the thing with baseball is he was gonna have to ride a bus and played triple A, double A ball before he even got to the pros. So the money there isn't even gonna be close. Whereas he goes, puts in his puts in the effort, puts in yeah. the work in to get where he's going. So on the yeah, rookie, it, it was an immediate crazy. satisfaction decision. All right. He wanted to stay in the news. Okay, you go and you go and you do the Bo Jackson pose with the with the football pads on and the baseball bat, you know, around your thing. And uh, you know, that 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 was gonna go away if he goes play baseball. You know, he goes to uh, he goes to the minor leagues. Nobody's doing those kind of shoots in the minor leagues. Okay, like Bryce Harper blew through the minor leagues, uh, but he was never getting that kind of that kind of attention in the minors. You go to the NFL, and you're potentially the number one overall pick. You're in the news. You're 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 the you know in the the league, and you're you're part of that NFL world. You're still you're you're on that stage. You stay on that stage. That's that's you know I. I don't think you can argue, make any argument that that's not 100% his thinking in wanting to be an NFL quarterback. And I'm, I'm sure he wants to be legitimately, that's the thing that he wants. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's positive, positives and negatives to making that decision because he's taking a risk now, you know, that he could have, he could potentially play both. I think Russell Wilson is still a member of the Yankees. They still own his rights. So yeah. the option's going to be out there. You know, the, the A's are still going to own Kyler Murray's rights if he ever wants to, to you know, change back. Um, but he, he's taking a risk because yeah. you go to the NFL and it doesn't work. You know, 5'10 is just too small. Or, 
you know, Castle's reports are true and he just doesn't really put the work into it. Um, you saw what happened with Menzel not putting the work in, you know, you can't, you can't just ride on pure talent in the NFL and he's taking the risk at being potentially, he started out in, in, you know, December was potentially the next two way or, or two sport athlete to in two years, he could be out of both. Yeah, very true. Um, and just back to the money point real quick. I'm just looking up. Baker Mayfield went one last year. His guaranteed salary is $32 million, $32,682. That's his guaranteed salary for the next five years. Mm-hmm. That's his overall total. So he's guaranteed that money no matter what. So Kyler, if Kyler goes one, I'm assuming there's going to be an increase in that rookie wage scale for the first, you know, for the first round or just all of it really, because every year it goes up. So I would assume it's going to be in that 33, 34 range. So he's going to get $34 million guaranteed. Even if he is out of football in two years and goes back to baseball, he's still set. So he's not really taking too much of a gamble on the money side, um, but he is gambling on his football career. And, you know, who knows if he can still do it in baseball. I, I watched him at OU a couple of times. I didn't see anything special to warrant the ninth overall pick. But baseball, you have how many picks are in the baseball draft? Like 15? Baseball teams can rebound from that. There's there's 30 rounds. It's 30 rounds? Yeah. Yeah, baseball, the teams in baseball, they're not worried about the ninth overall pick. It's not football where the first or the, you know, your first rounder will cripple you if you don't pick it right. Baseball, you can can live with it. So, well, I mean, you're, you're, he's not in the majors for, even if he's a, a superstar, yeah, he's not in the majors next year. No, this season he's not in the majors the following season. He, he's maybe 21, 22 seasons before he's he's sniffing the majors, you know. And and even then you've got and then you've got another six years of control, six and a half to seven if you if they're still able to manipulate, um, you know the 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 rookie status, um, like they're going to do with Vlad Guerrero Jr. this year. Um, it's a long time before he's able to make the money that Bryce Harper just made. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper. He's got, he's an MVP. He's a six time all-star. He's, he's, you know, he's got the, the credentials to make that kind of money. There's no guarantee with it. It's a, it was a, um, you know, a risk for that factor. Now there's the health factor too. You know, uh, baseball players don't have the same CTE risk that, NFL players legitimately have. Yeah. Um, baseball contracts are guaranteed. Um, you know, so even when you are, by the time you hit your, your fourth year or you're going into your fourth year in, in, uh, in major league baseball, you, you're eligible for arbitration. So you can make some good money then too. Um, you know, there was a, it was just a, a, a risk. He, he took the, um, the immediate money, which yeah. you, uh, can you blame him? No. For that, you know, you, you have if you have the potential to go number one overall in the NFL, and total value of that contract is going to be thirty, just under thirty-five million, with a, a twenty-three million dollars signing bonus and a, a, a six-point-three million dollars cap. Yeah. Hit. So you know, he's going to make a lot of money this year, even if he goes. Let's say he drops all the way to number six with the Giants, he's still making four and a half million a year. 25 million or $16 million signing bonus. So he'll make more in, in, in one year as a rookie quarterback in the NFL than he would have made in the next five to six years. 
in baseball. Playing baseball. Yeah. Um, but the potential money on the other side, he's never going to make $300 million. No, I don't think he would have made that if he would, if he would have yeah. just focused on baseball to begin with. I mean, it, it's potential. That, that the potential is out there in baseball because the, the contracts are guaranteed. There's fewer players in baseball, so there's more money to go around um, with, these, uh, with these franchises. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just it's interesting because it's, it, it, he took um, – you know, the way I think a lot of people would take, if, if you've got enough, you know, especially if you're, and I don't know anything about Kyler Murray's background, so I don't know if it's something where, you know, if you come from a, a, a hard place um, struggling for money and you have a chance to make it immediately, of course you're going to do that. Who, who in their right mind would not do that if given the opportunity? No, I agree. I mean, that's why I, I don't, I'm all, I'm all for the NBA opening up to 18-year-olds and just, you know, you want to come out of high school and go pro, go pro. Um, football, I can understand a little bit. Some of these guys, they make that argument about, you know, they're not ready to go up against men, you know, these 18-year-old kids. I mean, the last person, maybe, the last couple guys who've been drafted, maybe maybe a, a Miles Garrett or even an Adrian Peterson, they could have went right from high school to to the pros. But, you know, some some of us hit our growth spurt certain spots and things like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think Kyler Murray had a, you know, a tough pass from what I read. Um, so, I mean, he's not like he's hurting for the money. Um, I hope he does well. I mean, I'm not rooting against the kid. Yeah. I, if he goes to Arizona, cool. Uh, if he goes to the Giants, also cool. You know, he could he can go anywhere. You know, there's a lot of rumors of the Raiders wanting to trade up and grab him. Um, Miami, the Redskins. So, I mean, anywhere he – you know, he's in demand. So, that's part of why I don't believe the Charlie Casserly report. It's just hey, – it's Charlie Cashley. He went 18 and 46 as a GM. I'm not, I'm not buying nothing. He says, um, and Steve Smith tried to fight him on NFL network one time, which was hilarious. I don't know if you ever seen that clip. It was so funny. I'm going to have to find it. Cause I want to, he see was that. going at him. It was hilarious. Um, but you know, it, 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 NFL, it, it's, this is the, this is the crazy time of the year. And the, um, Free agency starts on Sunday. Well, the legal tampering period starts on Sunday. I'm kind of excited. The Niners have a lot of money to spend. The Eagles are doing some things. Um, I'm interested in seeing what Seattle does. I'm interested in seeing what the Redskins do at quarterback. So it's going to be kind of fun to well, see. I mean, one more, one, one more quick point on Kyler Murray before, because I want to talk 49ers a little bit with you, because okay. they're in an interesting spot. But <laughs> Kyler Murray did have a comment on Bryce Harper's $330 million contract. And his comment was, there's quarterbacks making more per year than him. What? Um, <laughs> well, uh, so what, thanks. What, what was... Um, I don't know where he's going. Like, there's no... That's it. That's, that's all he said. I don't know where exactly he's going with that. Everyone makes a big deal of him making $300 million. There's quarterbacks making more per year than him. So what is Bryce cool. Harper's average? His, the average annual value is $25.4 million per year okay. because it's stretched out over 13. 13. And year, this year, this, this actual year, he's going to make $10 million because he has a $20 million signing bonus. Okay. Uh, every year after that, I believe he's making $29 million for years one through nine. Okay. So, or, I'm sorry, two through, two through 10. And then 11, 12, and 13, he's making $22 million. So that's how it actually breaks down like on his okay. physical paychecks. 
um, the average annual value of the 25.4, that's what counts towards the Phillies um, when you're getting towards the luxury tax threshold, which is okay. how baseball, you know, does what they're, they're, they don't have an actual salary cap, but they have the deterrent of the luxury tax that just, you know, no team really wants to, wants to touch. So if Bryce Harper played baseball, I mean football, excuse me, mm-hmm. he would be the eighth highest paid quarterback um, right. by average salary. So number one is Aaron Rodgers at 33 and a half, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan at 30 million, Kirk Cousins 28, Jimmy Garoppolo 27 and a half. And I mean, there uh, is now, it, it, uh, um, Nolan Arenado is now, I believe, going to make 35 million a year. Uh, with his new contract that he signed, the extension he just signed yeah. with the Colorado Rockies, I believe he is going to make 35. Uh, previously, the highest was uh, Zach Grinke with Arizona making 32 and some change. Yeah, I mean so, baseball money. Baseball money is crazy. Football money is, you know, it is what it is. You're not, you're never going to see 300. Football money million. is there. It's yeah. I mean, uh, um, Hembo uh, responded to that. By saying you know Bryce Harper three hundred thirty million, Manny Machado three hundred million, that's guaranteed because everything's guaranteed in baseball. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan had a hundred million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers ninety eight point two. Matt Stafford ninety two. Yeah, uh, those three are the highest at a total of two hundred and ninety point two. So the three of them put together uh, don't equal what Manny Machado mean? or Bryce Harper. So yeah. or John Carlos yeah. Stanton or you know a number of guys who are in that two hundred plus range. You know, you can add in endorsements and things like that, but baseball salaries are crazy. They are. They are crazy. There's one opportunity to sign that kind of contract that every player will get. One. I mean, unless you're A-Rod and you sign one of them at a very young age, get traded to the richest team in all of sports, or at least American sports, and get to sign another one. One, yeah. Um, The only other quarterback to do $200 million contracts was – Michael Vick, but he never he didn't finish either one of those contracts. Yeah, I mean it's it's not guaranteed in 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 the NFL. So you can sign high annual value contracts for one year, yeah, for two years, for three years. I don't know what what what's Jimmy's guarantee. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's total guarantee is seventy four million. So okay. like his average, the annual average is twenty seven and a half. But the way the Niners constructed his um, contract, he got most of it up front last year where he he played three games. Mm-hmm. So this year, you know, people were like, oh, or the Niners, cap, the salary cap is strapped. No, it's not. They have $70 million in cap space going into the offseason. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the 22nd ranked highest quarterback paid in the NFL at 19 and a half. So he's essentially paid a very large bonus Yep. in a year. So he, he, he effectively got to sit out. Yeah, you know, and I was <laughs> at know, that game. My my cool. my freaking heart sunk to my stomach. But yeah, well, that's you know me. I'm passionate. Who's a quarterback the caliber of Jimmy Garoppolo. Damn right. That's that's a that's a tough blow. Uh, on that, I mean, 49ers, Touch on it real quick. I you know so you mentioned seventy million available. I feel like they're in a, kind of the same type of position that the Phillies were in. And we watched the way the Phillies played out there. Now, obviously, baseball, you work it a little bit differently than you do in the NFL. But they've got – the Niners have options. You know, they've got the number two pick that they can use in a number of different ways. Um, they have the opportunity to trade it. There are several – I don't think I've ever seen this many defensive – like high-end defensive backs hit the market with Landon Collins, Tyron Matthew, Earl uh, Thomas. Little, 
Earl Thomas is out there. Eric Weddle was just released. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's options out there for the Niners. How do they play it? How, how do they improve their team economically this year? So being a Niners fan, the need is in this order, in my personal opinion, is the pass rusher, which you'll probably, they'll probably get that in the draft safety, which is probably going to come in free agency and the draft. I would take one in the draft because the safety group is really good. And then wide receiver. So in this free agency period, I would not be opposed to them grabbing Earl Thomas, which seems to be pretty much set in stone from everything I'm reading. Dallas is out. And the only other option, really the only other competing team most likely that I've read would be Kansas city. Um, But they're going to go pay Tyreek Hill. So I don't know where their money's coming from. The Niners have the money to pay him. So if they land Earl Thomas to go ahead and go with Earl uh, Richard Sherman, and then they do have some younger talent there at strong safety and the other cornerback spot, they need to have some continuity there. So I would not be opposed to Earl Thomas. Um, the other safeties on the market, you know, you still got Landon Collins. He plays a strong safety position. I don't know if we will go after him um, because we have Jaquiski Tart, unless Tart's on the trade block, which is a whole nother conversation. Uh, I don't think we're going to attack the wide receiver position in free agency. I think that's a draftable position, but the wide receiver position, all the rumors keep flowing around about the giants want to come up to two to make sure they grab their quarterback to jump in front of any other team that may want to trade up and get, you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones out of Duke. So the, the proposed trade that's been floating around the Giants really want to jump. Who's going to get uh, Tampa Bay, Oakland jets, San Francisco. It's more about the teams behind them. There's nobody really above them that really is going to grab somebody. I mean, Arizona might take Kyler. Who knows? The the Raiders might look at a quarterback, but it's more about about the guys behind them, like Miami, the Redskins, um, Denver. Those three teams could potentially jump up to that number two spot, number three spot, wherever it is to grab their quarterback. And that would take the Giants out of that factor. Who knows where Detroit is with Stafford? Yeah, and he might get traded. There's a rumor him. He might get traded. You know, Jacksonville's they're going to go get Foles, um, so they're they're fine this year. Cincinnati, you know, you don't know Miami. uh, Washington's got to do something because I don't know how. I think uh, Alex Smith is. is, He might. He won't be playing this year at all. Like they, they they already said he's out for the whole season. You know, Carolina needs a quarterback for this year. Um, yeah, it's you know, there's there's people back there, but if you're sitting at 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 six, I think you're pretty good. I don't I don't see the need for them to go up. Yeah, to get somebody, you know, unless they really really want, you know, if they really want a pass rusher, yeah, they'd want to go up. But I don't see the need to go up for a quarterback unless you really want Kyler and you know Arizona's not going to take him. Yeah, or they um, like or they that, like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Or they like Dwayne Haskins. You know, it's it's a it's a tough call. But I mean if if you're San Francisco and you can swing that. So you're you're saying if they could swing the number two for Odell Beckham. Yeah, so basically from what I've read go back to six and then yeah. and then try to hit on a Brian Burns, Josh yeah. Allen, Devin White, linebacker. Um there there's they have so many options, you know. Well, right. If you're gonna go if you're gonna have Kyler go number one. Giants trade up number two for quarterback, you know, and then you're sitting, you, you're at worst going to get the fourth best pass rusher. Yeah. And you know, who's to say 
the Raiders don't take a quarterback at four, you know, let's, let's say they like Drew Locke or Daniel Jones or something like that. And you, then you end up with the third best pass rusher or even mm-hmm. the second best pass rusher, depending on what the Jets do, if they want Quinn and Williams over Nick Bosa, which I think they would just take Nick Bosa over. Quinn. I don't think the Jets could resist taking a wide receiver. <laughs> DK Metcalf. Yeah, he could be, you know, yeah, you can go yeah. get DK Metcalf. Because they they're the Jets. Why would they take defense when they could take a wide receiver? Yeah, it, you like, know why not? Of course not. Their defense is pretty good, but if I'm if I'm yeah. a smart, if I were their GM and if you know if he is smart, I would just go ahead and take the best pass rusher available. Right, but you Pair gotta, with, but you gotta put uh, you gotta put weapons on that offense. They need something. They need a tight end. They need a wide receiver. They need a running back. So who knows? Le'Veon Bell might so, be their running back. So by the by the end of next week. So we'll see. Why the hell not? But the Niners Niners have a lot of options. I'm excited for what they're going to do. What they do in free agency will kind of depend – will kind of foreshadow what they're going to do in the draft. So, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. The uh, last, last take tonight is uh, LeBron James and the Lakers. What – are the Lakers going to go 3-15 and 15 down the stretch? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's a rough – it's a rough time in uh, in Laker Nation here, you know, and and then you and I we followed along with uh, LeBron James over the uh, over the off season. Where was he going to go to Lakers? Was he going to go to Philly? You know, he ended up in L.A. for family. That and that was that was really it. It was a family thing. It was a. I mean, there's business opportunities there. When you're LeBron James, you can do business anywhere. You don't need to be in L.A to be able to do those sorts of things. But the, the tough part for me, and you know I'm a LeBron James guy, um, it's tough for me to see how things are going this year and then see him show up in, a, in music videos and, you know, like producing all kinds of things that are coming out in, in, in different directions. Not that I'm, I begrudge him those opportunities, but it's just something I've never really expected from him. You know, it's I. I never thought that. Um, it, it feels like for the first time in his career, his his focus is not a hundred percent on basketball. Yeah, and that's a little disappointing to me. And it's his prerogative as a human being. He's certainly, after fifteen years of of pouring everything he's had into the game, you know, he deserves to have that little bit of like, you know, pre retirement, so to speak. But it's uh, it was it's just such a a quick flip from eight straight trips to the finals to just like, Hey guys, I'm going to chill in LA do my thing. Uh, that being said, he has an opportunity, I believe to pass Michael Jordan on the all time scoring list. Uh, pretty soon. I think he needs 13 so, points. 13 points is all, all it is. Yeah. So he'll and, get that. Uh, yeah. And I, I think the game's starting in a, in a half an hour or so. So we'll see if that happens tonight. So, I mean, is this it? Is, is, is LeBron James going to regret this? Like, is there some part of him that still cares about winning that is going to creep up and be too much for him? Because it's, it, it's, it's gotta be hard to flip that switch, you know, from, from being so focused on, on winning and legacy for, you know, 15 years to all of a sudden, like, can he really, does, does he really not care? I, I think he cares. And I think it's just, He's just tired of it this year. You know, I, I think 
I think he's gassed. I think he's a little bit overweight. I don't know. I, I shouldn't even say I think he's overweight because, you know, the man, he, he knows his body best. Um, the effort isn't there, you know, and, and it's not – it's just it's just hard to watch. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Because the team isn't terrible. They were in the fourth seed before he pulled his groin and then the whole trade speculation started. They were the fourth seed this year before he got hurt. And then mm-hmm. they just went into the shit they, they they went to the shitter after the All Star break and after the trade deadline they just they just bottomed out. Um, do mm-hmm. I think he's gonna regret it? No, I think he moved all. We knew he was gonna be a Laker two years before he got to the Lakers. He moved all his um, publishing and production stuff to L.A. He bought two houses in L.A. We knew he was going to L.A. So this is this was a business decision over a basketball decision. Mm-hmm. He was in. Uh, well, how did Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd said it best? This is mogul mode. He's in his mogul mode now. He's 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 already cemented his basketball legacy. This is to get his production company off off the ground. Get all those other things outside of basketball going. You know, he's got his show on HBO, The Shop. I watched it. It's actually pretty good. He A and R'd, or I don't know if I don't I don't know if A and R is the word for it, but he was in production with Two Chains for his last album. So I mean, he's he's doing other things outside of basketball. And that's part of the, his whole plan. He wants to own a team eventually. So these things that are creating money, generating money in his pocket could potentially lead to him buying a basketball mm-hmm. team. So, Yeah, I look forward to him owning the Suns. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something like that. But can we trust uh, his GM skills? Like, come on. Really? You force Cleveland to pay Tristan Thompson? Like, come on, man. Like, your, your GM skills are terrible. I don't know. Um, who really knows what's going on behind those scenes? We can speculate all we want. And, and, and I think it's pretty clear that he's trying to pull strings and get certain players on his team. You know, it, it was, it was all but obvious, um, this year with, uh, Anthony Davis, but you know, it's, uh, I mean, does this damage his legacy? I mean, for, for all the people that I know that have always been LeBron haters, um, yourself included, I'm not a hater. You know, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is just a uh, fodder, you know, and, and, I, and I legitimately and admittedly can't make the argument um, of his legacy if you're going to make it about the MJ debate, because this is something that MJ never would have done. No, you know, it, it, at no point, even even though MJ had all of the business dealings outside of it, mm-hmm. um, when it came down to, to basketball, you never would have thought. MJ would have gone to a, another team just to pack it in. And I mean, look, at the same time, LeBron is not phoning it in when he's playing. No, I mean, he's still getting his yeah. triple doubles. I mean, he's still, I mean, but that's, that's the thing with LeBron. He's too, he's so good that he can do the things that he's doing with his eyes closed. It's just a matter of the effort isn't yeah. there. Now. I mean, he's averaging 27 points a game. Uh, we'll compare those. If you give me a second, we'll compare those to his, his career averages. So he's 27 points a game, career average 27.1. So he's right on average. Um, blocks, 0. 0.6 to 0.8. He's, he's right on average. Steals, he's right just slightly below average. His assist totals are up. His rebounds are up. Um, free throw percentage is way down. Uh, not yeah. that it was great to, to begin with, but he's, he's below 70% um, from behind the line. Um, three point percentage above average, uh, field goal percentage above average, uh, minutes played right around average. So, I, I mean, 
<laughs> we can talk all he wants, all we want about, you know, where he's going and that he doesn't care about basketball. For somebody who doesn't care about basketball, he's balling. Yeah, I mean, he's still doing his thing. It's, and it's what it is, it's effort because we know he can be better than what he's showing. Yeah. And I don't need him to score 50 points a night. I'm just saying, you know, get back on transition, you know, play some defense. Don't stand 10 feet away from a guy and then look at your teammates like, oh, where were you when that was your responsibility? Right. Or, well, he's at that age where he's going to take plays off. You have to. Of course. If you're going to keep playing. I mean, and he has an injury now. Like he has an actual legitimate injury for the first time in his career. And it's that's got to be concerning for him. You know, and it's a groin. It, it for somebody that's as explosive as him, and somebody that just plays the game with the, just an, an aggressive for his size, doing the things physically that he has done for 15 years. Now all of a sudden, have a injury that that threatens that ability. That's got to be a concern for him. There's got to be something in the back of his mind that's going to be like, I can't, you know, I can't cut the way I want to. You know, I can't, and I can't, like you mentioned him being overweight. He can't work out the same that he might want to because he might aggravate that injury. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody always wants to to make it about character with LeBron for doing certain things when there's a legitimate explanation for him, you know, just doing it reasonably for yeah. just trying not to, to try to, to keep his career going. Because you know he wants Kareem. You know, he wants that that designation he wants to be the top scoring player of all time and he's still on pace to do it um he's definitely on pace um the last injury for lebron was the one his first year it was back in cleveland where he took two weeks off with his knee and back injuries but right which was a guy for a guy with cautionary than anything for a guy with two knee you know and the thing is the optics look terrible you know you're at the national title game for ohio state you're at a whole bunch of other events like come on man your team is struggling while you're gone and you're out mm-hmm. there having a good time and everyone can see it yeah and the same thing now he's doing the same thing like your team is struggling but you're doing you're literally on video at a two chains recording session drinking wine you come into the arena drinking wine like the optics are terrible yeah for lebron james this year uh, it's, it's not it's, it's not a good look he's not making things easy on himself no i, I think he likes the attention I think he enjoys it because he can control the narrative. You know, well, he, I mean, he, I'm pretty he sure. embraced the, the villain role his first year in Miami. Yeah. You know, it's not. But that's not him. He's never going to let the, the general public or the, the, the optics uh, dictate what he does. You and, know, he knows what he wants. He knows he's set for life um, for all intents and purposes. He's, he's, he's not, he doesn't owe anything at this point. At this no. point, it's, it's up to him, and that's been obvious in, in the decision that he made. But my question is, is he is is that competitiveness, is that ever going to come back to a point where he's like, I can't, I can't do this. I, like, can, is he going to be able to let himself lose for the next four years? You know, like, he, obviously nothing's going to happen this season, but is he going to get into the, the offseason? You know, and the Lakers can't make any – um, legitimate moves. They're not going to be high enough in the draft uh, for to make any any sort of splash on any one of the big, you know, yeah. Duke stars. You know, this team's not going to get a lot better next year. You know, they 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 really don't have a whole lot to. If they couldn't pull off a, an a, a Anthony Davis trade at the deadline, offering pretty much the whole team, it, they're not going to do it in the off season when you've got 
you know, Boston that can, that can offer a lot more, you know, so you can hold out hope that after next year, Davis might come as a, as a free agent, but that still puts LeBron at 36 at years old, 36, you know, he's, he's, he's running out of time to continue doing those things. And, and, and maybe he's reserved himself, you know, resigned himself to the fact that I'm never going to get to six championships. I don't care how hard I try. I can, I can, you know, use every ounce of, of effort in my body. I'm never going to take this team to another title, uh, another three championships, one, let alone three. Yeah. Um, with golden state out there. So has he just been like, that's it. Is he, can he really do that for the next three years? Or is there some part of him that's going to be like, I at least have to be on some sort of winning team, you know, at, at least can trying to be on a, on a competitive team that I've been doing for the last 15 years. Is, is that, is that going to come back at some point for him? Uh, I'm, I mean, I think it's there, but I don't, I don't think he's going to force the issue to move or make a trade or say, Hey, magic trade me. The Lakers aren't going to do that. And I don't think anyone's going to take him. Um, at that age either you know you you the league is kind of the, the league owners are looking at his sports company clutch sports like wait a second you guys don't run the damn league you know making all oh, these no, demands and th- they hate clutch and you know they're not gonna they don't <laughs> want the show they don't want the sideshow with lebron james and the lakers took it on because magic has another players having agent. power they're in there's that but at the same time you can't have you can't go ahead and sign i mean you can sign whoever you want but then the minute you sign you go make a trade request to where lebron james is playing like um draymond green just signed with clutch sports we know where this is going that's gonna happen someone's he's gonna try to he's gonna get out of golden state he's gonna sign with the lakers and then that that's probably gonna happen um kick people in the wiener you know and then anthony davis if he wants to go to la cool but in two years, even if he doesn't get traded, you're going to go play with a 36-year-old LeBron James? Or mm-hmm. would you rather go to New York if Kyrie and KD are there? Both younger, both in the peak of their powers. Why wouldn't you go to New York? Or why don't you go to Boston with Tatum, Jalen Brown? Or go to Philly with Embiid, Simmons? You know, there's better options than LeBron James at that age. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's where I'm at. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to risk my legacy because LeBron James is 37 years old. The Lakers are not going to get any better. Uh, The, the, the spotlight is on them because LeBron is there and that's, you know, uh, uh, beneficial to them, I guess in some way, but I don't, I don't see a way out. I don't see a way climbing up unless there's some kind of mass exodus of players from West to East. Yeah. You know, the, the, if I, you know, if clay goes East, KD goes east, Draymond goes east. Like you know, if, if uh, uh, anybody that that is is potentially competitive, but you know, the Kings are getting better. Um, you the, know, the Blazers are still there. Uh, Mavericks can be better. Porzingis and Luca. Yeah. The um, yeah. you know, I don't I don't think Kawhi's coming. I think Kawhi will go to the Clippers before he goes to the Lakers. It's just the whole like when K- KD said it, he was like, no one wants to play with LeBron. He didn't say it in that many words, but he hinted at it. it's like. You go, you go play with LeBron. If you win, it's all LeBron's success. He did it. If you lose, it's your fault. It's not LeBron's fault. And that's, that's common now. It's just, it's annoying. And it's, Katie's it's a cupcake. I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, you know, he, he, I'm not going to take Katie's opinion on that seriously. He's the best player in the basketball right now. With you. That's cool. Um, you know, it, it's just, uh, 
yeah, it's hard to see a way out for this, and it's tough to – it's going to be just tough to watch. That's, that's – I guess that's really where I'm at. And I don't know how long he's going to be able to do that because, like, how long until the fans really turn on it? You could say that he's uh, – it, it's already kind of happened. And, yeah, I see the score. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, 18-win Bulls are only two points behind your Sixers, bro. Okay. Just I saying. Mean, yeah. I, I I need us to lose. I don't know why the hell we're winning or trying to win games. Just lose. It's uh, it's really dumb. Bring me RJ Barrett, please. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I guess I don't have a whole lot else to say on that matter. I just <laughs> uh, you know, I I I want to see. I'm used to seeing LeBron being competitive. Yeah. You know, and and I've never been the person that's needed him to win championships to defend his legacy, as being the best of this era yeah without question where he stands in the in the echelon with with mj and kareem and you know a lot of those other guys you know that's always been that's never been a, a debate that i've been super interested in to to begin with um but you know you just want to see those types of players have some sort of uh success going towards the end of it and i guess they don't always you yeah know, Shaq didn't kobe uh, didn't Ajawan didn't kobe didn't even you know, Mike, Mike didn't when he went back to the Warriors. It just, it's hard, you know. KG didn't go out in style. There's Paul Pierce went out, you know, on, on not so good terms. Reggie, Ray, uh, Ray Allen went out on good terms. You know, he was with the Heat before he retired. So there's, there's that. But he's not an all. I mean, he's an all-time great shooter. I wouldn't put him in the all-time great. He's not an all-time great player. You know? Yeah, yeah. LeBron yeah. James is the LeBron James is the second greatest player I've ever seen play in my life. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm always gonna have Mike one and LeBron is two. I'm not a super hater. I just don't like the fan base that follows LeBron. I'm, I'm a loyal fan. I'm a Bulls fan. They suck. The Niners have yeah. stunk my entire adult life. <laughs> the Yankees are good. And, you know, I, yeah. I like loyalty. Like, I'm, I'm, I ride with the guys. And, I ride with the name. I'm well aware that you followed sports in the 90s and that you're stuck in that that decade. Well, I mean, I'm 32 years old. That's, that's, <laughs> our, that's our decade, you know? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's like no sports have happened since then. Oh, they've uh, happened. I just haven't changed my teams. <laughs> yeah. I tell my wife all the time, like, you can never say I'll cheat on you and like, deal with this. So long on to those those uh those things. It's a tie game in Chicago. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I'm watching the uh the game yeah, cast man. while we're talking. Well, Javi, where do we go from here? We've talked about LeBron, we've talked about Kyler, we've talked about Bryce Harper. A B. Maybe. It's just you know next week. Next week we just talk about what the hell happened in free agency because by the time we record again, happen? by the time we record again, we we will have plenty of news and be able to discuss it um, yeah. with the NFL and free agency, and then probably some more draft crazy rumors and things like that. Um, yeah. But who I think knows I'm, what's going to happen in that in, in a week span? What I do know is that if you want to continue the conversation, because it does not stop here with us, if you want to at us at three takes pod on the Twitter. I may or may not run that <laughs> handle. I had no longer have my own. It has been deleted as promised. Uh, but I may or may not be able to answer your questions um, in a reasonable fashion, in a mature fashion. I don't know. The all bets are off. It, it might be, you may get a, you may get a, a, a meme as a response. But if you, if you want to continue that conversation, that would be the place to be. Yeah, definitely. Give us a follow at three takes pod on Twitter. And then of course, um, rate. I'm, I'm hearing it's a fun follow that people are, people are talking. 
about yeah. it being a fun follow. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review on you know iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Um, but I think I think this was a good conversation, Scott. Um, we'll be back sometime next week, and uh, I'm indifferent about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. You know, the Nick Foles era is about to begin in Jacksonville. That's obviously the top story every week. Uh, yeah. And we'll see how just how bad uh, the Bulls end up this season. Yeah. Good to think we'll take the Jags to Super Bowl. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> Lock it in. But uh, until Lock next time, in. we appreciate everyone listening and subscribing. You guys take care. Sleep well, children.